quick editor's note before everything gets started with this episode. Um, all previous installations of Secrets and Sins have been academic podcasts. And this may lead you to believe that Secrets and Sins is overall an academic podcast. Well, things are going to get weird. This installation is going to be a radio play based off of a very popular existing piece of mystery fiction. Um, it will become clear which one it is. However, for copyright purposes, we're not going to say it outright. Um, thank you so much for joining us and get ready for Gooby-Doo and the Killer Kush! we came, Stoney. We're the gang. We always look out for each other. Poor Uncle Herb. How'd he die again, Stoney? Thelma, that's rude. Like, nah, it's okay. He was starting to look like Ozzy Osbourne, so it was probably just his time to go. Well, we're here for you if you need anything, Stoney. Like, thanks, gang. We should probably go in. The funeral's supposed to start soon. Where should we sit? It looks like we get the second row in the front, behind my Aunt Bethel. Was Uncle Herb her husband? Like, yep. She doesn't look very sad for having just lost her spouse. Oh yeah, she and Uncle Herb hated each other. They refused to get divorced for some reason, though. That's unfortunate. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm not sure. She probably disapproved of Uncle Herb's leisure activities. He was a big hippie back in the day, if you know, like, what I mean. You know, it's rude to talk about someone behind their back. You ought to speak more kindly to your elders. It is a sin to gossip, you know. It would be much appreciated if you sat quietly through the rest of the service. Dear we beloved, we are gathered here today to celebrate the wife of Herb Eugene Calhoun. Herb loves sitting out by the poolside with a pina colada in hand and the eagles as his sound dwell. He was a man of God, but he went to church sporadically. He was known for his philanthropic values and interesting matrimony. Herb loved his wife, Bethel, whom he met on an excursion through Wasser six years ago. 
And they've been married for five years? What's she been doing all this time? Herb also loved his nephew, Stoney. That wasn't an eulogy I wrote. You are all gathered here today as friends and family of Herb Eugene Calhoun, and are all included in his final will. Why, why am I here? Is he leaving me his Bob Marley record collection? First asset, the house. It is left to Stony Calhoun. <gasps> I knew he was going to Shakespeare to me. The $4.9 million fortune is left to Stony Calhoun. An additional provision is left for Bethel Calhoun to live comfortably back in Russia. All other assets are left to the care of Stony Calhoun. Like, wow! That bastard! What a load of shit! Gang, you'll like never guess what just happened! Jeez, Phoebe. When I told you you could drive the Conundrum Cab, I didn't expect you to set the radio frequency to the Yacht Rock station. We've already heard Escape by Rupert Holmes three times on the way to Aunt Bethel's mansion, and it's only been 45 minutes. That was Rupert Holmes' Escape. But now, get ready for Hotel California by the Eagles. Like, yoinks, gang! That took a dark turn! I thought that's what was about meeting a new friend! <laughs> Gooby, it's about purgatory, and we, like, all know that. Even me. Jeez, Phoebe, you didn't have to, like, fumigate us like that. A small price to pay to look good. Sheesh, Stoney, your aunt's place gives me the creeps. My Uncle Herb sure loved gothic architecture. Like, dude wouldn't shut up about some house on the hill book. I think what you're referring to is The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Can we, like, stop going on about our literature and get things unpacked? These heels I bought from that girl who looked like Susie Sue back home are killing my feet. Who's that man on the porch? Like, that's Alfred. He's the butler. Wow, we gang. Uncle Herb had quite the setup. Welcome to the Calhoun Estate, Stonian friends. We are most pleased you could join us for the weekend. Welcome. Can I help her to grab any uh, refreshments? Gee, I think I'll take a bush light. Thanks a whole lot, Aunt Bethel. Ha! You uncultured boy. We only serve red wine in this household. Well, golly! Guess I'll just have some water then. Like, I wouldn't do that, Ted, my guy. The water here is so stocked with iron it tastes like the south end of a surgical scalpel. Good thing I always bring an extra 50-gallon tank of water in the cab wherever we go. And I thought I overpacked. <laughs> like, our rooms are upstairs, like usual. Right, Aunt Bethel? Yes. Like, don't tell anyone, but my drug dealer out here, Manny, is making a stop by around 1145. Jinky Stony, can't you give up the devil's lettuce for one weekend to mourn your Uncle Herb? Well, now that I'm chocked with money from my guy, Uncle Herb, I can smoke all the grass money can buy. It's what he would have wanted. I mean, Manny's got the loudest cush this side of the Mississippi. We ought to, like, honor Uncle Herb. You know, it's kind of like breaking open a bottle of fresh wine for a special occasion. Sure it is, Stony. One way or another, I don't want to smell it. 
Oh, don't worry. If anyone's going to get a nose full, it's going to be me. Storny, would it kill you to crack open a window every once in a while? I had to keep all of my clothes in garment bags this week so they wouldn't soak up the smell. And even then, my favorite suit still retained a hint of skunk. A little conflict among roommates? The worst I have to put up with is helping Phoebe find her lipstick when she knocks it off her nightstand. I wish that was the worst of it. Stoney left a plate of brownies on the table a while ago and didn't even bother to leave a note about their medicinal properties. I thought he'd finally done something nice for me, but instead, I got the worst afternoon of my life. I think you mean the best afternoon of your life? No, Stoney. It was the worst. I beg to differ. You were, like, way more fun to be around. I think you ought to partake more often. Stoney, I swear to God I will kill you. Jeepers, did you guys hear that? Damn, Bethel, are you alright? What are you doing stuck under Uncle Herb's gun case? Madame was polishing Herb's guns, rest his soul, before there to be delivered to Stoney's when the gun case fell and pinned her. Enough chit-chat! Get me out from underneath this damned case now! Stoney, I hope you appreciate all the beautiful furnishings Herb left you. I shall miss the beautiful carved wood dining set. Like, Fred and I have already got a table! You can keep Herb's! We couldn't get it through our front door! Jinkies. I don't know how in the world that antique gun case managed to suddenly fall on Aunt Bethel. Yeah, seems fishy, and Alfred wasn't even trying to help her. Alfred isn't, like, known for his strength. Bizarre. Well, gang, I'm too tired for this. I'm heading to bed. Stoney, please don't blaze up in our room again. Like, nah, Ted. Manny and I will stay outside. All right. Well, if you're going to bed, Ted, then I am too. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Me too. Well, looks like it's just you and me, Goob. At least until Manny gets here. Oh, what about Aunt Bethel? Aunt Bethel? She wouldn't approve of Manny. She barely tolerates me. And besides, she's gone to bed for sure. Like, look at that, Goob. Manny's already here. Let's go meet him. All right. Like, thanks for driving all the way out here, Manny. Of course, you're my biggest client. You want the usual again, right? Like, you know what? In honor of Uncle Herb, let's go crazy! Double it! Two pounds? You're bleeding me dry out here, Stony. It'll cost you, though. I just came into an inheritance! Look at that filthy little rat! How dare he invite such riffraff onto my property! And partake in such blasphemy right out in open! Herb may have been a lemon, but at least he had decency. If I recall, ma'am, the property belongs to young Master Stoney now. Ha! Huh. Damn Herb for that. Even from the grave, he continues to make my life detestable. If I might be so bold, ma'am, late Master Herb wasn't all that bad. Oh, shut up, you European turkey! Fred! 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 What is it, Gooby? Did Stoney fall down a well? <laughs> no, he's right here. Stoney! Hey, Stoney! Stoney, wake up! What is it, Gooby? Ted? It's Stoney! He won't wake up! Stoney, it's us! Wake up! I don't think he's... 
Thanks for coming on such short notice. It's part of our job, but there's nothing we could have done. He was dead hours before the morning. From what I can gather, it seems like his cannabis was spiked with poison. Poison? Yes. There's no other way. You have my condolences. <laughs> Who would dare poison my nephew? You know what? I bet it was that shady character who he brought out here last night. Manny? But he's been Stoney's drug dealer here for years. What if Stoney told him about his inheritance? Manny could have drugged Stoney and then stolen it. Precisely what I was thinking. Well, let's not waste any time. We've got to go find him. Come on, gang. Such a pity about young Master Stoney. Indeed. Jeepers, this neighborhood is awfully nice for a drug dealer. Yeah, something's fishy. There's Manny's house, the one with the big circle driveway. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go ring the doorbell. Hey, you're Stoney's friends, right? Yeah, and we're here under unfortunate circumstances. What's up, man? Stoney's dead, Manny. The doctors say it's on account of arsenic-laced cannabis. What? I smoked that very same grass with him last night. There's no way. Did you lace his weed with arsenic, Manny? God, no. Stoney's a great friend of mine. We smoked every summer since we were 15. But come to think of it, once we set up the bongs and stepped outside onto the balcony for a sec, because we heard a sound in the bushes, maybe someone else, like, poisoned his. But who would want to take out Stoney? Let's go back to the estate and search for clues. Hey. Aunt Bethel, I know you're a woman of taste. Mind showing me your shoe collection? Yes. Interesting. This pair of heels has a fuzz on them from the shag carpeting in Stoney's room. Ah, looks like we wear the same shoe size. Mind if I borrow this pair for the afternoon? Yes, dear. Do not break the heel. So, Alfred, what did you do last night? Let me see. Let me check my diary. Oh, boy. At 8pm, I assisted in removing Master Bethel from beneath the gun case. At 8.30, Master Bethel and I enjoyed some red wine on the balcony of her room. At 9, I went to bed. Okay, well, I spent the evening in my room listening to Devo. Good for you, young Ted. Did you do anything interesting? Polish to the silverware? Alrighty, then. Scratch Alfred off the list. Did either of you find anything interesting? I've been trying to look for forensic clues, but the police investigation is getting in the way. You'll never believe it. I found one of Aunt Bethel's shoes with a snag of shag carpet, the very same as in Stoney's room, on the heel. The shoe looks brand new. It couldn't have been worn more than once, and not for very long. <laughs> Smells brand new! Now it's up to us to question Aunt Bethel. Hey, Aunt Bethel. Have these been worn before? Yes, dear. But once. And only for a moment. Okay. I was just wondering, seeing they have a little snag of carpet in them, same as from Stoney's room. Did you happen to go, like, up there last night? What are you trying to accuse me of? I'm not. Just wondering. Hey, I found this vial of arsenic in the decorative plant in the hallway by Stoney's room. 
Happen to know anything about this? I'm going to fetch an officer. Now, Thelma, did you touch this vial barehanded? The first rule of forensics is don't touch evidence. Of course not. Then let's dust for prints. My partner, Officer Hoyt, dusted, and the prints match only Bethel's. Mrs. Calhoun, you'll be coming down to the station until further investigation has taken place. Bethel, just help me understand. Why? I would never kill Stoney, was great friend. It was probably you, Ted. You always complain about smell of weed in house. What? Stoney was my best friend. I, I would never kill him. Sure, I, I may have complained about the smell every once in a while and, you know, maybe made him sleep on the couch a couple times a week, but I would never kill him. We've been best friends for forever. It, it wasn't me. And besides, I went to bed. Stor I was asleep before Stoney came in. Fine, then I suppose it was probably... Uh, probably you, Thelma. Yes, you, you, he probably didn't pay you back for homework assignment one time. Yeah, because I definitely kill a man over a crisp 20. Oh, well, you never know. You seem desperate. <sighs> Fine, then, was, then what does Phoebe then? Because you always try to get weed from him, he did not give you enough weed. You say, oh, I'm going to kill you now, little man. If I wanted weed, there are 20 guys I can name on my one hand that would give it to me for free. Then, uh, Manny was you. He'd not pay you back for weed, right? Man, Stoney's my best customer, man. Am I supposed to make money now that he's dead? Then... Oh, I have had epiphany! It was you, officer, all along! You want to get him on weed charge, big weed charge, but the evade weed charge, so you're like, ooh, murder him, yes, then I have good charge. And what motivation would I have to murder an upstanding citizen such as Stoney? I was friends with Herb for 45 years of my 60-year-long life. <laughs> yes, as if Herb has friend. Wait a minute. You have motive, Aunt Bethel. You're next in line on the on the will. You get all of Uncle Hurt's money now. Not to mention we did find your fingerprints on the arsenic and some of the carpet in your shoes. Clearly was planted. I leave fingerprint everywhere. But only your fingerprints were on the vial. No one else touched it. What 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 I what, 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 what? And I could have gotten away with it too. If it weren't for you meddling kids and that fiddly house plant. I'm Anna Konopic, playing Aunt Bethel and Bobby G, the funeral director. I'm Lainey Schluter, and I played Phoebe, Manny, and Officer Bradley. Uh, I'm Canyon Scar, and I played Stoney and Ted. I'm Joe, and I played Gooby Doo and Jakey Jake. And last but not least, I'm Betsy Zander. I played Thelma, the lawyer, and Alfred. Completely different. <laughs> <laughs> For something totally, completely For an academic podcast. For an academic <laughs> podcast. <laughs>